On today's episode, Mike and Ryan discuss how to get into homebrewing on a tight budget. Cheers. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Brewers in Law podcast, where beer is thicker than water. Join us on a journey discovering homebrewing, craft beer, and more. My name is Ryan, and with me, as always, is Mike. Mike, what is going on? I'm just going to get it out of the way right here. Guinness. Cross it off your bingo card. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Guinness. Guinness. We're just going to get that out of the way now because yeah. we're talking nitro beers and... You know it's going to You come. know it's going to... I mean, we have them poured already, so... Yeah, you, you know it's going to come. <laughs> I'm doing well, though. It's the weekend. It is a weekend. Happy day. I know. I, I'd say not really, but for us it is because My our girl jobs just are, turned work three better. yesterday. Oh yeah, and so yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, and my <clears> other <throat> girl, who's one, just started walking. I saw that. It was that. a pretty I big saw, day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like uh, how like, this The video the that you sent us was her walking, or Haley sent was her walking to Haley, and it's like took the steps and got to her. He's like, yeah, and then it just cut. <laughs> you just hear the like the first yeah. like. Second of yeah, she had to she, she had to take her her finger off of the uh, record button to like catch yes. Abby. And she kind of bailed into so she's at that stage right now where she's like, she gets it, she mm-hmm. wants it, but she's like timid. so. No, it's the opposite. She's oh. been that. She's been timid, probably yeah. ready, but not willing to try for a while. Now she wants it, and she gets so excited that she like like a cartoon character. She like she moves faster than her feet can move, and she just tips, <laughs> tips right over. over. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, those were the days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we as we already told you by our sponsor for today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about nitronizing, um, nitronizing beer. So, our first sip today, we're going to talk about obviously nitronizing. But what is something else besides beer that you know and love that is also nitronized? I feel like you're 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 sort of laying this <clears throat> one up for me by saying no and love. So. There are, there are two <laughs> things I can think of mm-hmm. that are made with nitrogen that aren't beer that I like. One is nitro coffee. Yes. Um, which, you, that's the one I, I knew you were going to say. In, in the, the Michigan area in particular, Great Lakes Coffee makes excellent nitro coffee. But um, most places you can get it at Starbucks as well. Um, and if you're going to have unflavored coffee from Starbucks, maybe... Getting it on nitro is the way to go because the regular coffee sucks. Um, but the other one uh, is nitrogen ice cream. And that, if you do, you know. If, what? Have you never had this? I okay. have not had so this. So you can make like flash frozen ice cream basically using liquid nitrogen. This is like kind of a a, a uh physics professor sort of trick to do our um uh, doctor so dr scott schneider at, at ltu during like a lot of i think it was like welcome week or something mm-hmm. there was always a day when they were doing like the there was some sort of little fest mini fest in the arts and sciences building and that's what he would do he'd like wheel out some liquid nitrogen and make some nitro uh so you yeah I'm you so intrigued it's pretty cool like yeah because you can basically make it instantaneously because yeah. liquid nitrogen is like yeah extraordinarily cold yeah so it's it, it's it's a fun little science experiment that you should not do without proper equipment yes because it's real cold and you can hurt yourself <laughs> if you don't have like proper uh, ppe i about to say i remember i i had it was one of those air horns 
this was back in high school. We were at a football game. I had one in my pocket and it leaked. Like you can feel the cold come through. Yeah. And oh. I actually had like a little burn it like from it. From just from the compressed, from the compressed air. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. this compressed air in there. So I can only imagine nitrogen. Yeah. Well, nice. yeah. Well, <laughs> when, when you push it far enough that it turns into a liquid. Yeah, that's. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So how about. Uh, how about you? You seem to have something. I do have something on board here. I will say first, my favorite is nitro coffee. I think it's phenomenal. I usually do cold brew, just regular cold brew, but the nitro is also very, very good. Now, I have a fun one for us to try. So I saw this going around and Pepsi is nitronizing their soda. Nitro Pepsi, huh? Nitro Pepsi. I am very skeptical of this because I don't like flat pop. We're about to so try it live on air. Soda, I suppose, for all of you non-Michigan people. But. So, I mean, okay. So it's it looks like it's maybe doing the Cascade thing. Uh, maybe. Maybe. It definitely is because it has that. It's very really quick. Yeah, like the the. Well, yeah. I mean the the the. The head on pop doesn't stick around no. as long. But actually, I mean, that's a pretty nice foam cap for a pop. Yeah. And you can definitely see, you know, Cascade gives you that, like, visual effect of it. Like, it almost looks like bubbles are moving downwards. Yeah. Kind of like a fan moving really fast. Looks like it's going backwards. It, it was doing that. That's yeah. pretty neat. The 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 Actually, the, the foam cap is way more impressive than I've ever seen for a pop. Like, it's still... It's still here. It's still probably yeah. three quarters of an inch. And normally for pop, it's like gone immediately. Yeah. Well, it smells like Pepsi. It looks like Pepsi. Also, the, the lacing on the side of the, the glass is pretty cool. Yeah. So it tastes like flat soda, pretty much. But it's creamier. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing in the world. It does mostly just taste like flat soda, but... There's something to be said for it being creamy. I could see, do you know, okay. Like I will say comparing it to the Guinness, random, it's definitely not nearly as dark. Random uh, random aside, do you know what it is like that makes cola taste like cola? It's like, um, it's some kind of um, mix of a caramel liquid and a couple other things, different flavorings and stuff like that to okay. get the cola flavor. Because I got no longer, there is no longer cocaine, cocaine in it, which is good for Coca-Cola. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but this this is Pepsi, right? Yes, so, this is Pepsi, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, like, if you took some of the sugar out of this, I actually think I'd like it more. Well, I, the, the, th- the second ingredient is high for fructose corn syrup right so. yeah, yeah but yeah i just like with it not being fizzy mm-hmm. i don't love like uh and nitrogen is actually the last i, I don't last love like pepsi and coke to begin with because most of the time i i do find it too sweet but mm-hmm. like i think it's even more obvious when it's flat like this and yeah. kind of creamy mm-hmm. it's like sort of very sickly sweet and i think if they scaled back the sugar and maybe made it more like to talk about um the kombucha for instance yeah, there are like versions of kombucha that are flavored like pops. So yeah. like you can get yeah, like we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, right. So like the cola kombucha is sort of like that, where it has those flavors but way less sugar. Mm-hmm. So the balance is totally different. <clears throat> I think yeah. this could work if they just scale back the sugar a little bit. There is another. They do have a vanilla the creamy thing as well. Like, and I thought that would have been too much. The vanilla, like I had vanilla like Pepsi. it would have been way sickly sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but on the other hand. 
Again, if they if they scale back the sugar a lot, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, vanilla makes everything taste sweet, even if there's like no sugar in it. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll be buying one. No, I, it was. <laughs> I think it's a gimmick type thing. I saw when I was at uh, Meyer yeah. today grocery shopping. Uh, nitrogen is so hot right so, now. Yeah, with one extra thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are now four things in the world made with nitrogen. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, dear listener, if you know of anything else, yeah, let us know. Food or beverage that is made with—I uh, never would have thought food, gas, or liquid it's nitrogen. Blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, let us know because I would be curious about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so we do have some quick listener feedback. As soon as like my phone listens to me, um, going back again to our, our stone episode. Our stone episode is—we um, had a lot of uh, feedback from that one. Um, this is on TikTok. It is from. Blowing Smoke STL, St. Louis, I'm assuming. So um, he does a lot of like grilling and stuff like that. I do I do follow him. He's a good guy. Um, he says, I need to pick up some of their stuff as it's distributed down there now where he's at. Oh, nice. So That's interesting. Like we've been able to get stoned for a while. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I'd always just presumed you could get it anywhere, but it makes sense. You know, like uh, our, our most, uh, most breweries work that way where like, you can't. You can probably get them across the U.S., but that doesn't mean you can get them in every state, in every exactly. area, because yes. of distribution. Yep. Well, that's like Yingling right now. Yingling, you can get it in certain parts of the country. Not Our here. state is still not part of that list. All right. One more we'll do. This is from a good friend of ours, um, who we'll be talking to very soon, actually. Um, Daniel McGar, uh, with, who is with Turn by Turn Podcast. Um, so he said to us, I think it was a typo, but my dad just asked me if the Mandalorian, if in the Mandalorian, Mango Fett was a good guy. <laughs> and then he tagged us and it said, Mango Fett could be a good name for a mixed drink or beer. And I, I love said, that. Yes. Yes, it could. I will make a mango beer for that. Right, just 100 Mango Fett. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure someone already has done that. Someone's, I haven't seen it. You're right. Probably someone has. I've seen Mango Unchained, which yes, is another. Yes, Mango Unchained. That's yeah. pretty clever too. Yeah. But yeah, Mango Fett's a great one. That is a great one. All right. Well, Ryan's next great beer has already <clears> been named. Thank you, Daniel. Exactly. <laughs> and now you got to make the design for it. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to toss this over to you now. Um, you have the little bit of a nitro knowledge than I do, except I drink it more than anything, um, which is a Skinness again. So I'm going to hand it over. Take it away. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to throw it. You go ahead and do that. I'm going to keep drinking my Guinness, except that it's gone. Alas. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a full Guinness. Don't worry, dear listener. So if I'm actually going to throw this right back at you, if you had to guess... Guess the year that nitro, the like idea of nitrogenizing beer was invented and guess the city it was invented in. I bet you'll at least get one of them. I'm going to assume the city is Dublin. That is correct. (laughs) Um, How far back would it have been? I would say, it's tricky. I'm going to say 1800s. I know it's a very broad range, but I'm going to say 1850s. You are wrong by 100 years. It's 1951. Oh, okay. A lot, right? Yeah. yeah that, I would have guessed exactly as you. I would have thought a lot further back yeah. um, than, than that. I, I suppose there was probably hand pulls before then, right? Like hand I would assume, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, so this is coming from AmericanCraftBeer.com. So credit to my source. 
But um, yeah, so apparently a mathematician named Michael Ash, who had been hired by Guinness Math says the in 1951, yeah. <laughs> so um, apparently at this time, the drought, the drought beer process in Ireland was like finicky and fairly unstable. So I, I don't really claim to know what sorts of like technology they had for storing compressed gas and whatnot, but basically they were having issues with using CO2. Okay. So um, this mathematician, Michael Ash, came up with the nitrogen process. So uh, according to a book by Jeff Allworth called The Man Who Invented Guinness, which I kind of want to read now, um, <laughs> this is the quote, uh, nitrogen <clears throat> being stable and inert seemed to be a perfect dispensing gas. Once the technical hurdles were overcome, it was a massive success. As Allworth noted, the process revolutionized Guinness and Irish Stout, which is fair to say, right? Like, oh, uh, agreed, yeah. Not only I wonder is what Guinness, it tastes like before. I don't know. Uh, I would, I mean, from the sound of it, they probably just had really inconsistently carbonated beer right before. Mm-hmm. But I think prior to that, pretty much everywhere, you would have relatively flat beer, Gross. You know, with like the hand pull out of a like a hand pull out of a keg. Yeah, yeah. Th- you're going to get fairly flat beer with only you can't pressurize the chamber very much, so you just have the dissolved CO2, the little bit that's like left over from fermentation, basically. Yeah. That would be my assumption. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm uh, maybe somebody with a little bit more of an acumen in beer history could answer that question in the comments. Yes. Um, but so uh, this, I love this. This is so great. So um, until the 1980s, nitro beers were only available on draft, but Guinness in in the 1980s revolutionized the industry again by inventing their widget mm-hmm. that dispenses nitrogen into cans, in cans and, bottles. and bottles. Yep, I remember that. I find it works way better in cans. Yes, personally. agree 100%. I, I, I don't feel like you get the real Guinness experience out of a bottle, but so this is the best part. The widget for allowed, which allowed for the nitro experience at home, was in 2004 voted the greatest invention of the last 40 years in the UK, with the second being the internet. <laughs> Are they wrong? Are they wrong? I don't think so. I don't think they're wrong. No, I don't. I is, mean, is it hold on? Is it England or is it like Ireland or is it like just the UK? The UK is what okay. this says. That makes sense. I, yeah. I will it says that. the internet came in a distant second. A distant second, <laughs> not even a close second. Oh, I mean, hey, as time progresses, I'm inclined to agree with them. I as, mean, the internet does get darker and darker. It, it gets darker and darker. But. <laughs> so um, apparently, a, a commercially available outside of a brewery version mm-hmm. of a nitro beer. Didn't hit America until, would you like to guess this year? <sighs> I'm going to say, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to say like the 90s. I'm going to say like 1990s. That's pretty decently close, but okay. it's 2011. What? Um, uh, again, according to this source, right? I haven't, I yeah. haven't verified this with, you know, journalistic integrity. Okay, we're about to say, we're, we're not source, reporting it, it, It's the first commercially available nitro beer in America, or made in America, was Left Hand Brewing's Nitro Milk Stout, um, which is a great beer. It is. It is um, a very, very good beer. That was, that's probably my favorite. I've, I've had relatively few nitro beers all in all, but that's probably my, like, second favorite. Yeah, I can agree. And it's the... The only good use of lactose I think I've ever had in a beer. <laughs> uh, uh, short and stout. Thank you very much. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't put too much in there, though. I but put a very small amount. Imagine short and stout on nitro, though. Uh, I'm, I'm going to test it. We're going yeah. to we're gonna, we're gonna do that this year. That, that for uh, 
for reference is uh, is a stout that Ryan makes, yes. which includes uh, English uh, English breakfast tea or Irish breakfast tea. Irish breakfast. Irish breakfast. Yes. Tea. But okay, so um, yeah, so the somehow they manage the nitrogen effect without a widget. I don't know how that works, but um, uh, apparently also famously like Samuel Adams now offers one, <clears throat> and Firestone Walker in California also has a, a relatively well known version of a nitro beer, which. I've never had because we can't get their beers here. So so hold on. So you said left hand. They do do cans or bottles. The, but they the don't nitro use, milk stout. Yeah, but they don't use a widget? Apparently not. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued how they get the same effect. I have no idea. Because I, Maybe I we'll look it up, up on the break. I, I actually, I because I, I was going to get this for you as, as, a, as a Christmas gift, but it was not possible. Because you do nitronize, as we'll get to later. Um, but I wanted to buy you stuff that you could like bottle or can. Nitro then you beer. get a, 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 a and then put the widget in there and everything yeah. for you, but you can't buy. I could I couldn't find widgets. anything. Yeah, Guinness, I think it was only Guinness cans. has a strangle. I think hold on it the was mostly cans, but I, I obviously we're yeah. very small. You have to buy a canner and then everything else, and I feel like yeah. that's more work on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, okay, so yeah, so that's sort of the history or the history. Now you will often see on, uh, um, beer. Like home brewing um, websites, so uh, home brewing, but not blogs, like message boards. Yeah. Um, people saying uh, essentially there's no point to nitrogenize, just lower carb it. You know, if you Which want, you like nitrogenized beer is flat beer, is basically their contention because it's true the nitrogen doesn't stay in the beer, it comes out. And when yeah. it comes out, it brings a lot of CO2 out with it. Mm -hmm. So it's true to say that nitrogenized beer is relatively flat. There's a lot less gas in it once you've poured it. Mm -hmm. With that said, I strongly disagree. I feel like there is absolutely a reason to nitrogenize and a unique effect you can't get another way. How do you feel? I honestly agree because I was looking, I was curious before we started recording or came to do this episode as, as Layla, your dog is trying to get up in my business here. Um, I looked up beers that, <clears throat> well, styles in general that are, that can be nitronized. And there's a couple of them. There's not, actually not that many styles that really are like nitronized regularly. Um, but like, I was looking at some of the beers that they named as your top nitro beers. And like, I was trying to think like, what would those, like, what would a Guinness taste like without the nitro? Like, what was it before the nitro, they nitronized and everything? If you just carved it, right, what would it, what would it like? really taste like? And so like, I think nitronizing your beer does bring a different flavor profile. Like it brings up, like even as Pepsi, Pepsi brought out a little more creaminess and sweetness that you didn't like, but in a regular Pepsi, it's not that sweet. It's sweeter yeah. than Coke, but like I, I bet that's you if Coke really did one, it'd be a little better. But that's an interesting way to look at it because it did it. I you know, granted, like pops over sweetened to begin with, but yes. it did bring out a little more sweetness. Yeah, it. like rather than just saying, "Oh, well, like this doesn't work because the pops too sweet," you we can say instead. Well, this brought out different qualities. It mm -hmm. brought out the sugar a lot more. Yes. It brought out the. Uh, I, I definitely felt like I got a greater sense of the the kind of spices or whatever the kind of cola mm -hmm. essential yeah, cola flavor exactly. is. It brings it more forward. Yeah, because you're not fighting with the carbonation. It's like I could not care less if I got Pepsi or Coke. Like I know some people will fight over which one you get, um, especially down south. But like I I will say that the big difference between the two is like a stronger carbonation 
with Coke and a little more sweeter with the Pepsi. But with that nitro in there, you get a little bit more of the flavor, a little more of that caramelness flavor yeah. coming out with it. As it, well. it definitely t- did taste a lot more like lusciously caramely. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my feeling is that. <clears throat> I'm sorry, we're recording in my yes. house today. Yes, we are. I have a dog who is a brat. Um, so <clears throat> my contention is this. I agree to an extent that nitrogen beer is just flat beer, but the foam cap, I think, to me is the key mm-hmm. in the nitro experience. And I've I've had not, no, as you said, I I've we've we've made nitrogen beers. We we now have on tap our like third nitrogen beer that mm-hmm. um that we've made at the house. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But um I've had pours that have the foam cap, mm-hmm. a nice foam cap and that nice cascade and pours that don't. And I find them to be a completely different drinking experience. Similarly mm-hmm. with uh, coffee, I have uh, gotten um, nitro coffee on draft mm-hmm. and then I've like carried it back to work and the foam cap goes away and it just tastes like cold brew. Whereas yeah. if you drink it with the foam cap, it's a different experience. So I think to me that creamy foam is key to the nitro experience, and to me, it's basically the whole point. Yeah, uh, no like I think I think it changes the drinking experience like massively. So we are going to test that right now. So I have uh, I have a, a stout on draft right now called uh, we call it Second Born Stout. We we brew it in honor of my second born daughter every year, and it is a, it is a dry Irish style stout um, made kind of like Guinness though. Uh, we use sl- some other dark malts in addition to roasted barley <clears> to try and bring out a bit more chocolate character. Whereas Guinness is largely more of a coffee character. Ours is sort of, we're aiming for a blend of chocolate and coffee. So we, um, I bottled some, which obviously means carbonation. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was bottled, uh, to, uh, I, we used enough priming sugar to achieve sort of British slash like UK rates of, um, carbonation, although it's quite foamy. So maybe we did that unsuccessfully. Um, I think of a foam actually from, cause we're using same glass that just had Guinness in them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So we, we, we're going to try real quick. We're going to try basically what I would consider the, the base version of this beer, which would be the carbonated version. And then we will try some on draft. So yeah. First of all, Ryan, if you just want to maybe give a quick description of the beer, uh, mostly black, it looks black as as my heart, um, pretty black. But I mean, it looks like Guinness. It uh, definitely doesn't taste. It tastes less carbonated than a typical beer to me. It's 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 so I, definitely I think we achieved that. Yeah, I think you get a little more of the like malty coffee flavor coming out of it a little bit more. Like it's a little more. Earthy is probably the word I'm looking for. Yeah, um, maybe maybe that's some of the yeah, hop flavor coming. The through hop flavor well. coming through, but your grains, like I think with the grains, like I think you use obviously a, a dark roast of some sort. Yeah. Um, but like, like I could, it smells like Guinness. Honestly, it's just like, like maybe not slightly as like soft. Like it's a little bit harsher. Yeah. It's again like comparing kind of Coke to Pepsi, where like yeah. it's got a little more of a harshness to it, but not like. Pushes you away, harshness. No, I, you know, it's interesting you use that word. I was trying to find the right word to describe what I was tasting, and I was going to use the word spiky. Like, Spiky's I good. can almost like, ta- even though it is relatively less carbonated, mm-hmm. 
And to be sure, this is probably more carbonated than like a nitro beer because even though it's on the lower end, you know, yeah. the, the, we, there's no nitrogen kicking stuff out. That's a good idea. I'll spin it around a little bit to kick a little bit more of the CO2 out. I can like really feel the sensation of like the CO2 kind of like yeah. popping on the roof of my mouth. And mm-hmm. like it just it's partially because I've had a lot of this beer already in its other form. But like that carbonation mixes almost weirdly for me with some of the flavors in the beer, because unlike a stronger stout, mm-hmm. Irish stout has such muted, you know, it's so low ABV and like mm-hmm. relatively easy going <clears throat> that like there aren't big flavors like you would get yeah. in an American porter and an American stout. And so like the relatively muted flavors plus the dark flavors plus the carbonation to me is just a little bit weird, yeah. honestly. And and I, I would agree with you. I get minimal chocolate here and... Bl- Mostly coffee, I guess, but I, it's 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 like a bitterness of coffee, like that bitterness yeah. of coffee. Well, that's another interesting thing. And you said earthy is like a common thing with nitro and or flat beer. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I try all of our beers as we're kegging them. Yeah. So they're like relatively uncarbonated. Yeah. And our hoppy beers, it's interesting, kind of they they don't taste very good flat. Um, no, yeah. we're, we're going to try, we're, we're going to put that to the test later, um, with a little experiment after the break, but like, uh, hoppy beers really like hop flavors and hop sensations I find come through a lot better at higher carbonation rates. So it Agreed, makes sense yeah. that like maybe those flavors are coming through more. Yeah. So you're getting more bitterness, but also you're getting those earthy flavors from like the, cause we use Fuggles and EKG in this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, what I, that's actually what I use in my uh, stout. Is it really? Yeah. I think I might I use mean, one more. They're classics. But yeah. yeah they're, I think I, I love Fuggle. Fuggle is one of my favorites. Fuggle? Fuggle? I think it's Fuggle. actually Fuggle. I always said Fuggle. I don't know. One thing I learned that it, it, it's like, um, this is such a Michigan thing to say, but it's like the store is, is Meyer. It's not Myers. You didn't know this? I know. No, I do. I like, know this, but no, no, except no, that everyone puts it wrong. The end of it. But what I always got wrong is to me, it was Fuggles. With an S, and it's not. It's just Fugle. <laughs> oh, you Michiganders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So you. So so Ryan now is gonna pour some. Um, he's gonna pour some second born on draft, and I'm gonna take the opportunity here to just talk a little bit about my draft setup. So if you would like to, if you homebrew and or you just you have a kegerator that you that you buy kegged beer with, and you would like to set up nitro, here's what you have to do. One, you need to be cognizant of the fact that um, nitrogen gas can come in a canister with the like a a different setup, like a a different adapter where basically the male and female ends are flip-flopped so that you you don't accidentally switch them, I guess. That's apparently how it used to be done. So you might need to get a specific special nitrogen regulator. Now, for me, ooh, beautiful... Beautiful uh, um, cascade, though. Thank you. Now, for me, um, I get my gas from a local uh, liquor store, uh, Wine Barrel Plus in Livonia. Great, great store if uh, you're in the area. But there, I'm able to get nitrogen in a CO2 style, uh, in a CO2 style, um like canister basically. So I can use it with my normal regulator, but just be aware of that. You might need to get a different regulator if you're just gonna, depending on where you get your nitro gas from. I would suggest you find a local liquor store or brewery 
that will yeah. sell you CO2 or your local beer store and yeah. ask them if they also do nitro. Okay. So that's one thing to note. The other thing to note is that you need something called a stout spout. Um, I noticed that it does and, kick and, back a little bit. So yeah. And, and so you, yeah. And, um, so you need a stout spout. We'll I'll talk a little bit more about that after we try these beers. Ryan, what, why don't you take a pull while I finish this? I will, I will take and then the other thing you need to keep in mind is you can buy springs to like spring load your taps so that they automatically shut with a little more force. I'm assuming that's what you have. Yes. Okay. And you need to run nitrogen gas at like roughly two to three times the PSI of carbonation. So oh, roughly really? two to three times the pressure. Okay. Um, and we'll discuss why that is, but because of that, they, the uh, taps tend to be very leaky. So you want to install that spring to auto close the tap because the higher pressure is going to want to leak out. All right. So Ryan, great pours. There's, there's about a probably centimeter and a half, maybe like whatever, half an inch or something. British centimeters. I'm I'm a scientist. (laughs) Um, we do centimeters sometimes. Uh, beautiful foam cap. There was a really nice cascade. Um, what, what's your impression of the flavor? It's creamier. It's lighter. That that flavor that I was talking about before, like that earth, that earthiness and that, that coffee roast flavor, is not. It's it's there. It's just not like in your face, like to me, lingering it's a lot in more your different. tongue. Different. It, it's like um, it's the difference between like a more aggressive coffee roast, something like a Sumatra or whatever, where it's like um, big coffee flavor, and or mm-hmm. just like more bitter coffee, like maybe drip coffee versus like getting a fancy pour over where a lot of the bitterness is gone. Yeah. We still get a lot of those flavors, but it's, it's a different experience. It's, it's like, it's, it's still there. It is turned the volume down just a little bit on it. So like if, if we were comparing it, like on a scale of one to 10, this is like a three or four of that, those, those flavors. Yeah. While the carbonation was more like an eight. Yeah. Or maybe even a nine, where like it was definitely there and it lingered too. Now, are, do you just experience it as creamier and like less flavor, or do you find that other flavors come through to sort of replace that? I do get a little more chocolate actually, okay. and with the with I do the too. nitro, I do yeah, too. The, the, yeah, the creaminess I think brings out the chocolate, and that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of <clears> sense because I've heard like vanilla talked about in the same terms, where it's like if you're making a chocolate beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you're trying to bring flavors out, vanilla brings other flavors out, particularly sweeter flavors. So like chocolate isn't sweet per se, but we think of it as being sweet yeah. because of like chocolate bars. Yeah. So if you add vanilla, like that chocolate pops. And yeah. I, I feel like the nitrogen does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also get a little bit of an almost like a fruitiness on, on the back. And I think it's a little bit in, in my head because I just know that the um, Imperial Darkness, which is the yeast yes. we use for this, it's, it's purported to be the Guinness strain. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to have a little bit of like a fruitiness, like most English yeast do. Yeah, and I just always feel like I can taste it in beers made with darkness. I find it really pleasant and nice, and almost like a light something close to like a cherry or something. I can but, see that. I can see that. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, I, I may just be tasting what I'm looking for. Yeah, it happens. It, it's all subjective. Yeah. So the the other the other thing to note it's it's especially true on your glass. Apparently your glass is a little cleaner, but like the lacing is totally different with the nitro. Yeah. Like you get these thick lines of every drink you've taken, and mm-hmm. it just it because granted, it falls with it. That doesn't that doesn't affect the flavor. No. But like it is, 
to me, it's a really nice aesthetic thing. I love when like the lacing on the glass looks. You can like count your drinks. You know, see, it's funny down. you say that because like on the opposite, whenever I do see that, I, I rotate my glass so I then. Oh, you away. do to use it up. Okay, no, yeah, I, I make a point to always drink out of the same side so that I can have that like. Oh, okay, you do that sort opposite. of history okay. of yes. my, my pint. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's so interesting. So it does seem like there's something to it, and and again, for the record, like. Uh, we've both been sipping this for a while now. My foam cap's still at about a centimeter. Mine is. Um, I mean, yours I, is actually even bigger. Well, no, because it's it's hard to tell. Eh, well, it's probably similar, actually, maybe similar. Um, We're in America, half inch. <laughs> right, two men on a podcast comparing uh, <laughs> comparing lengths. That's um, our next episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it I, I I to me I would firmly believe that this is a different experience. And again, I I would contend it's it's the foam cap. So I, I sort of went through what you need in order to do nitro at home. Now we're going to just briefly explain kind of why, at least to my understanding, that works. I have tried to look this up on the internet a couple times <laughs> and had trouble getting a real explanation. But this is my see, understanding. that's why. It was in second place because it didn't get you the answer you wanted. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. If the internet can't even explain nitro beer, how is it better than something that makes nitro beer? Exactly. Okay, so beer gas or Guinness gas is is typically what this mix will be called. And it is a mix. It's 75% nitrogen, 25% CO2 or thereabouts. Shh. Come. Come. Okay. So... Typically, you would carbonate at, say, 10 to 12 PSI, um, possibly even lower for um, like UK beers. Um, yeah. Nitrogen, typically, it's recommended 25 to 30 PSI. So again, we're looking at, depending on how you count it, two to three times the pressure. Okay. Yeah. So you figure you're using 25% of the CO2, but two to three times the pressure. So yeah. that would theoretically still create a fairly carbonated beer, even though there's all that nitrogen in there, yeah. just because the pressure is so high. But also, if you tried to serve that out of a normal tap, it would blast out like a rocket yes. and you would have a mess. So you restrict the flow with something called a stout spout. So a stout spout is something you kind of screw into your tap and it, it makes the tap a little longer and it includes this restrictor plate, which is like, a, a hunk of metal with um with a bunch of like it's like a slab of metal with holes in it. Okay. So it basically pushes the beer through these holes and it creates resistance to slow down the pour. Okay. Um now um that also though sort of creates you can imagine that like forcing beer through the, those like small holes probably helps release some of the gas on its way out as well. Right? I would assume, yeah. Like imagine like putting your finger over a garden hose and like what that does. It or even makes like the flow a, a lot more viscous coming out. You got a filter on a sink coming out. It, that slows down, if right. It, if it slows it down compared to, yeah, I'm covering dark hair. Oh, now. is that dark hair? Okay. That is dark. <laughs> it looks like smoke coming off your finger. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then um, uh, that I think partially results in the decarbonation. And then okay. also the nitrogen gas leaves solution readily. Nitrogen doesn't like to be dissolved in um, in uh, liquid. So it comes out. And as it does, the movement of those molecules, it kicks some of the CO2 out with yeah. it. And I think that that sort of weird mixture is why that cascade effect, since you have kind of two different gases mixing with each other and also leaving that creates that famous cascade interesting okay that's my 
hypothesis about it. I, and I'll then go I, with it. I think a combination of the nitrogen gas leaving and bringing CO2 out plus the restrictor plate creating, you know, maybe a bit more of a viscous flow mm-hmm. is what creates that really creamy foam. Yeah. Um, where like there's all there's all this mixing happening at the top and it creates this really fine layer of foam. And then again, as I said, well, I like still have I, I would contend that the the creamy foam is like basically the whole point of using nitrogen. Yeah. Um and and because like I found that when you don't have it, you mostly just have something that does taste like flat beer and it misses that creaminess. Yeah, because I will say the Pepsi that we had, the head is pretty much gone. There's a little tiny, tiny bit there, but you can definitely tell there's more carbonation in it yeah. than the nitro. I think the ratio might be different compared right. to. Um, and so that's, I guess, one last thing to note if you want to do this at home is because you're using two to three times the like pressure and because of, uh, you know, like just the relative, I'll be honest, I don't truly exactly understand why this is, but like. You will only get maybe two kegs out of a out of a canister of nitro gas, like five pounds of compressed nitrogen yeah. or beer gas, whereas you can get way more than that out of a Regular. thing of CO2. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, you know, for probably at least 10 kegs, yeah. right? Would you think if you have yeah. no leaks? So, and you're not using it for anything but serving. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, just know that, you're, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of expensive to me, it's is very worth it. We 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 keep our nitrogen tap in a separate mini fridge so that we don't take up our our carbonation taps. Yeah, um, you guys. But, I about to say you guys all have a nice setup. Yeah, with your beers I just like Guinness is Haley's favorite beer. Guinness is one of my favorite beers. Mm-hmm. We just we like having something like it on tap, and uh, it for us was an, uh, definitely a good investment. And and in my liquor store at Wine Barrel Plus, I can trade out like an empty nitrogen for a co2 and then go back because Mm -hmm. they both come from the same sort of um container so yeah those are just some things to keep in mind it's not that hard to do at home it might sound a little intimidating it's really it's really not bad you just need to have the right equipment you just need the right equipment which is with brewing in general it's just like having the equipment to do it so like if you like we talked we talked about it on a previous episode with our brewing on a budget like you can do brewing pretty cheaply but if you want to spend the money to get a little extra you can get a, 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 a mini fridge turn into a kegerator right you can get the co2 and do all that that way or you can bottle it whichever way you want to do if you want to spend a little extra money right. you can get the nitro kit you can do all this stuff and everything right. so like it, it i think it comes down to what you if you have the money what does I, I it just, for you, yeah. i'm about to say what you had the money for what your wife will allow you to spend on <laughs> Or husband. Or husband. <laughs> or husband. Um, what they will allow you to spend money on. So I, I get it because, like, I know I'm, I'm not quite a lot spending a lot of money. Like, I'll be like, hey, I, I just bought all my greenies for beer. Yeah. And then wife's like, how much you just boom? I got to go. <laughs> I did actually just buy everything for the dude to brew this Very year. Very good. Full five-gallon batch I'm We've doing. We've done an episode on the dude. We did, right? yeah. So, um, so listeners will know what that is. Um, but 70, 80 bucks, I think. And I was also buying more Sani. I was out of Sani and then more. Which is um, more expensive than you'd think it would yeah, be. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that was actually the most expensive thing I bought. Yeah. I mean, it lasts a long time, but yes. Yeah. Um, oh, so uh, that reminds me. One yes. other thing. You were talking about equipment. I went through probably 
three to four tanks of nitrogen gas before I fixed all the leaks in my system because <laughs> I built a, a new second gas line. And at those pressures, you just really need to have all sources of leaks removed. Yeah. And um, a trick to use is just get a spray bottle and put some diluted dish soap in it yes. and then spray it on all of the different possible leak spots mm-hmm. in your system and look for bubbles. See, um, I tried that once because I ended up having to redo my whole gas line on my kegerator because I had a leak somewhere and I could not figure yeah. it out. And I was using that technique, couldn't find it. So I just replaced the whole gas line yeah. system. So uh, <laughs> actually the um, Mark, the, the, wow, this is turning into a commercial for Wine Barrel Plus, not for <laughs> um, But Mark, the, the guy at Wine Barrel Plus gave me a tip with this. He said, because what I was doing was turning the, PSI on, but not like crazy high and looking yeah. for leaks. He said you want it like cranked up to 40 or 50. Uh, okay, like okay, turn it okay. all the way up. That makes sense. Um, so that then now maybe, you know, like obviously you want it disconnected from beer and stuff when you do yes. this, but like any any holes will be way easier to find at, ext- at way high pressures mm-hmm. because like just like it'll escape so much faster that it'll bubble more readily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's maybe one pro tip. If you think you have a leak um, just, yeah, like crank the pressure up really high and then check all the spots on your lines. And that was how I yeah. found my, my leaks. Well, the only place you missed then is that that the connector point to the keg, if you don't want to get that's in there. That's true. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. is the one place. But, but, I think that's where mine was. But what you could do, yeah, I mean, okay, if it's a problem in the line side of that, well, mm-hmm. still, you could just spray the gas in your, like, ball lock yeah. or your pin lock and look for leaks there. Yeah. And then you could – well, you're right because you don't really want to pressurize a keg to, like, 50 PSI. Yeah. No, but <laughs> but what you can do with a keg is just uh, – you, you can pressurize it safely to, like, 30 if you if you are worried you have I a think, leak in your keg. I'm about to say, you can, and then you can just spray the – I have an extra keg that's my sandy solution. So when I clean my lines, yeah. when I change out beers and everything, I can just that's use that. That's a good idea as a place to keep sandy. Because when I keep it in a bucket, it gets cloudy real fast. I'm not sure why, but then well, I, don't I mean, feel like I, it's- I, I, I filled it up and felt like it's a five gallon smooth. It's a five gallon keg that I have an extra one of. So like I fill it halfway with sandy water and keep, I don't keep pressure in there at all times. Yeah. But then I shake it up, get everything moved and then put it in, run it real quick. And that between the lines, especially since I just changed from a porter to um, a cream ale. So definitely had to to flush all that out. Yeah, that's a a good point. Yeah, we we actually just – we put on a um, a carbonated water, like essentially a San Pellegrino cone. Mm -hmm. And I neglected to run brewing wash through the line. And I I did this last time and it just means that the first like 10 pulls are going to just taste kind of like really diluted beer. (laughs) This is what it is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> you trying to make, give yourself subliminal message that you want a beer, not this. I want a beer, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let, let, let's leave it at that. Yeah. And so after the break, what we are going to do, we, we're going to pull back out the nitrogen syringe trick that we established um, from Myth Brewsters uh, Part 1. And we are going to just try to mimic the nitro effect in a range of different beers and uh, just kind of see what sort of potential nitrogenation would have in styles other than stout, which is obviously by far the most common use of do you have a Do you have our selection of beers already? I'm intrigued. I do. <gasps> and I don't know what they are. I'm so oh, excited for this. Yes. Uh, so uh, waiting for that until after the break. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. 
to our new podcast. Welcome to our new podcast. This isn't working. Agreed. I think we're going to have to do it turn by turn. Well, now that you mention it, we are a brand new RPG video game podcast. Our very existence hinges on turn-based gaming. So join us on the Turn by Turn podcast, where we'll be talking about Pokemon, Fire Emblem, Golden Sun, Shining Force, Mother, and so many more. It's your turn to come and join us. <laughs> hey, this is TC. And this is Jim from the Studio Demands It podcast. Where every episode we take a demand from a hypothetical studio. Which could be you. And challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the stipulations. Or the demands. We are given. We talk about movies all the time. Particularly, we complain about the choices made in the films we've seen. We're nerds like that. And, of course, like any good nerd does, we automatically assume that we could do better. Even with the demands and restrictions that clearly must have been put on by a production. So head on over to StudioDemandsIt.com and listen to our previous library of episodes. Our library of previous episodes. Our precious library, Jim. (laughs) Our library of precious episodes. (laughs) You're a pirate Smeagol. Okay. So head on over to StudioDemandsIt.com to listen to our library of episodes. And submit your demand for a future episode, too. So go do that. Okay, bye. Okay, end of ad. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a few beers. We're probably going to have to Quite a few Guinness. No, we haven't. No. We've had one. Well, yeah, I guess it's true. Um, so we are back. Um, so we are going to experiment. We talked about the experiment that we did with um, Myth Boosters back in season one using a syringe. Mike has explained the process to me again, so I know how to do it. Um, so you have a collection of beers and you have poured already for me as well. Yes. And we're going to try this. So, so we're, we're, we're going to try beers of kind of different character to see what sorts of characteristics lend well to Nitro. So what I'm thinking we do is we each take a quick sip of the beer and get our initial impressions of the sort of carbonated version. Okay. Then we use the syringe trick to quote unquote nitrogenize it. And then we compare the differences. So okay. so one thing I do want to say is smell is probably a key thing because there is a change in smell for me when I comparing the, the, really? okay. the second born. And for, well, um, so so this this beer here is our it's home brew. It's our uh, homemade firstborn amber ale. OK, so similar um, to what was it? It was a uh, anchor. No, Anchorage. Uh, no, not, not anymore. Not, not anymore. anymore. Okay. I know uh, you originally, yeah. We, we, we did like that. Alaskan Amber kind of the first time That's we've changed it, yeah. it to be more, this is more like an American pale ale recipe. So gotcha. Gotcha, there are gotcha, some, gotcha. um, you know, we, we use like caramel malt, biscuit malt, a teeny, okay. teensy bit of pale chocolate. Gotcha. Um, you know, you can, I would say it has a pretty typical Amber ale color. Yep. Um, we, we hop it with, um, Amarillo and, uh, What's the other one that we uh, Willamette? So Willamette okay. is the hop used in Fat Tire. It's fairly mild. Ooh, I can see why. Amarillo yeah, I is Haley more is tire. more citrusy and is kind of uh, Amarillo is often described as being orangey. Yeah. And we were thinking like orange biscuit. That sounds good. And so like I, it, it it's <laughs> not exactly the beer's not supposed to taste like that per se. But we thought those would be nice flavors nice in it. Flavors, yeah. So sip time. Uh, yeah, that's. That's an American Amber right there. Yeah. Nothing too fancy. It's like, but good flavor coming through. I love it. 
Yeah. It's been a while since I had this one. All right. Yeah, this, so. this is uh, this is one of my favorites. So we're going to do the syringe trick. Now, to just briefly reiterate from that episode, basically you get like a little like kid medicine syringe. You pull up a couple milliliters of beer into it and then some air. Then you stick the syringe down into the beer, plunge it quickly, and Ooh. it should, oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, look at that go. So it, it should create a lot of foam, but you should see a cascade and you should hopefully end up with foam kind of approaching the nitrogen um, effect. So yeah, you're, definitely, you're kind of mimicking it by, definitely in the cascade. one, you're flattening the beer. So it's it's kind of a foamy thing to do. No, um, no, make sure there's room. <laughs> make sure there's room in your glass. Yes, yeah, so we, we both have that. like small pores and got like over an inch of head. Ryan got like probably going on two inches of head because <laughs> his syringe is bigger than mine. Uh, it's not a competition. You're right ahead. about the smell. It even smells a little creamy. Yeah, I would say the smell is it's 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 lesser what it is. Funny, I. Well, let's get your impressions first. So, again, I, I, I have to keep going back to this Coke versus Pepsi thing where, like, in the first one, like, you had a lot of flavors coming in. It's not over the top, but, like, it's you could definitely know it's there. And then when you get to Pepsi, it's more of a mellow carbonation and, like, a little – like, I wouldn't say this isn't sweeter, but, like, you yeah. get a little more different flavor profile to it. Well, actually, yeah, I was going to say I, I almost get – when what like I was taking a sip as you were saying Pepsi, and I could taste the kind of caramel. Yeah, like I think the caramel mm-hmm. comes through really strongly. I think getting rid of the carbonation brings out that in the nitrogenized yeah. version. But interestingly, like and um, carbonation is or on um, nitrogenation slash flattening, as we've said, is supposed to kind of mute hop flavors. I get the. I do get a little more hop I, flavor. I get orange like pretty distinctively, or, yeah. or at least some sort of. You know, fruity, citrusy. Whether it's fruity esters or fruity hop flavors, like I get something quite distinctly at the end that I actually thought was harder to taste in the carbonation version, Mm -hmm. which is sort of the opposite of what they say will happen. Yeah, Yeah, Um, definitely. I definitely get like a like a citrus, like a sweet citrus. So like more of an orange than a lemon. Yeah, definitely not a grapefruit, but like more that sweet, maybe like a mandarin orange. Yeah, like a mandarin. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually pretty darn good. You got to do this next time. I don't hate this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't hate. This. Maybe we'll do a double batch and Ooh, uh, yeah, just or just do half. Uh, do serve it two uh, ways. One batch and do. Yeah, I was gonna say do one batch and do, do it two ways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we could just kind of keg it into half and half, or or bottle half of it or something. Yeah, which is what we're thinking about doing with the short and stout. Oh, okay, giving you some good. of it. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's fine. Let's give you half of it. So please do. Uh huh. Oh, to nitro it. Yeah, nitro it. Oh, okay. That sounds beautiful and wonderful, and I love it. Yeah, I have his foam left. Yeah, um, I'm I'm trying to like get rid of the foam at the bottom of my glass. Okay, right, so that, glasses, you tell that's me. an amber ale. Now, again, an American amber ale. Um, you know, we sort of do in terms of IBU, and well, we didn't dry hop it or anything, but like we definitely sort of intend this beer to be firmly American, capital A. So like hoppy. Like with with hop flavors kind of being more prominent than you might see in some other amber ales. So, but nonetheless, I would call this sort of a malty beer, but not dark malt malty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next we are going to try a hoppy beer. So we have Three Floyd's Alpha King here. Now, again, I'm curious about this because it seems like just a bad idea. Like uh, normally you want 
high carbonation for hops, particularly if it's not like uh, um, maybe a New England IPA could could take it. I I know that Ryan brought up he was a little disappointed I didn't have one. I haven't seen what you got in there. Okay, I don't have a New England IPA. I don't have one. You do not have any here at home. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I can check like the the back of our fridge, but I'm pretty sure we don't have one. And like a New England IPA that you find in the back of the fridge is maybe not the New England IPA you want. This is not the <laughs> IPA you were looking yeah, for. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, okay. So whiff of it, definitely an IPA. Definitely smell the hops. The citru- uh, the, no, I wouldn't say citra, but like piney, citrus. I mean, it might be. They might do be. love citra. Yeah. All right. So you got your sip. There's definitely still some malt in there, but yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah. the flavor well, is dominated. It's, it's well balanced, obviously. Yeah. It's it's a great beer, but it is definitely um, prominent, like fruity hop flavors are what I'm picking up, and a fairly aggressive bitterness too. And that's I'm a little nervous about how that is gonna that's gonna transition into its nitrogen f- form. Right. This isn't even my final form. I know, right? Um, I have no beer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's probably all the um, the like hop compounds because I know like did you ever you got did you ever notice filling up kegs of dragon mead that whenever you fill up whenever we would you you would uh, fill up like a hoppy beer like whenever we did crown it was always I've actually never filled up a keg there I always just ordered it. And like they just always gotcha. had it for me. Yeah, the, I think a couple times. That's what I've we do now. There. That's what we do now. Yeah. yeah, like back in the day, we we used to just I used to just do it myself. And well, like I, I always had trouble getting the crown kegs full. Crown Crown Jewels is is a Dragon Meat American IPA. Mm-hmm. It was so much foamier than the others. Yeah, and I think there is just like I I think that's kind of a known thing that uh, hop compounds will. So I will do say that. right off the bat, smell is less intense hops. Like yeah, it's, it's I feel like some of the the, the like whatever malts they use it's to all sweet hops like you, i don't know if you get that yeah well i yeah i i'm getting i feel like i'm getting more malt and i'm getting the hop fruitiness but the more like quintessential hoppy flavors you know the like west the, coast style the kind of pine yeah. Oh, no, and like yeah, west coast style all of those hops. sort of more like uh vegetal for lack of a better term like sort of qualities are diminished it's very different it's it's creamy yeah. Going with everything. I don't know if I like I it. I don't know if I do either. <laughs> I don't know that I like that. Um, yeah. it, it is like, it's it's interesting. I also feel s- like this one did a poorer job of oh. mimicking the sensation. Like the foam doesn't taste creamy to me. There's like enough bitterness from the hops that like that foam still tastes spiky to use that word again. Like it does not taste it. Yeah. It, it yeah. I don't know. I'm, no, I, I still get the very intense amount of hops, but it's adding a creaminess to those hops, and I don't know. It's a weird combination. It is yeah. a very weird combination. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, did sure you I remember? Like did you ever get to have the nitro blonde ale that uh, Haley and I made? We we called yeah, it yeah, uh, yeah. Library yeah. Blonde. Mm-hmm. The first couple weeks that beer was on tap, mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't use much hops. Like uh, it was in in a five gallon batch, we used an ounce of Crystal, which is not uh, a yeah. particularly pungent hop. Yeah. Um, we used an ounce of crystal as a first word hop and an ounce of crystal like at 15 minutes. Okay. And this beer had this weird like 
their crystal isn't like known for being very fruity, mm-hmm. but this beer like had these like fruity hop flavors and this general just sense of hoppiness mm-hmm. that was really unpleasant mixed with being served on nitro. Like yeah. it was gross. Yeah. I did not like it. I was ready to dump it, but like after a couple weeks, it really mellowed out. Okay. And then it was fine. And it was like, it was, it was a decent beer. I think we would completely lose the the late hop from it next time. We mm-hmm. would just use bittering hops probably yeah. to avoid that. But like, still, it was weird that like, I'm sure if we carbonated that beer, it wouldn't have tasted hoppy at all. Because yeah. we didn't use much and we yeah. used very low, you know, kind of low flavor hops and not really prominent, you know, like, um, well, strong hops. But it was just weird how... Like nitrogen both brought it out and clashed with it at the same time. And that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. here. I think what, what we're seeing is, so I'm like comparing, gonna... like when we did our second born, they, when we did it with, without the nitro, you got a lot of the malt flavor with it. The, the hops were there, but you got a lot of the malt flavors that gave it that coffee, that gave it that roast flavor. And when you did the nitro version of it, that flavor kind of went away a little bit with, and got masked by the creaminess. And then, the hops kind of came in a little more stronger if they're there. So like in second born, you get used, you said you use Fugel and you use um, East Kent, right? Yeah. Those, those flavors aren't super intense. So there isn't really much to really ground a gain for those ones. And this beer, those hops, which are probably Citra or some other West coast hop is a very strong flavor. So you killed that malt a little bit that they use to balance those hops and you, that hop flavor now has all this room to go with, yeah. along with the creaminess. That's, so it's, yeah. it's, it's there now, more intense. And I do agree with well, you. Well, so that, that's interesting because for me, I, I don't know that I don't know that I taste less malt flavor. And again, this is all subjective, so I'm not saying you're wrong. But just yeah. in in my experience, I'm I almost feel like part of the weird thing is that I'm getting more malt flavor. Like I feel like I'm tasting all their specialty malts, and it's mixing weirdly with like. The fruit flavors from the hops, but also like the bitterness that isn't like, I, I feel like bitterness works a lot better in a highly carbonated beer where it's kind of like yes. hidden. Yes. Um. And and yeah, that I, it's whatever. It's it's weird, but I would say like generally based on my experience with our blonde ale, our nitro blonde ale, and trying that, I would stray away from late hopping much at all in a nitro beer. Like, Great. Or if you are, you're going to use a very You mellow. have to use an extremely light hand because even yes. an ounce of crystal in a five-gallon batch was like too much. Yeah. Or <laughs> you much. use a hop that doesn't have a lot of flavor like a Fugel would. So I don't know when you hop, when you yeah. hop your when you hop your uh, second board. Literally just first word. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We, we okay. So it's like uh, basically like 60 minute, yeah. Yeah, because I do something at the last end of mine, of, the, of my stout. Yeah, well, and, and that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, yeah. like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That that's what we do in any yeah. event. So, right, so that was hoppy. Next, we are going to, we're going to tackle a half of Weizen. So we're going to tackle a okay. beer known for being uh yeast forward. You know, yes. half of Weizens are basically defined by their yeast characteristic. If you've never had one, uh, prepare for banana and sweet. Yeah. It's like kind that's of a, um, pe- it people will describe it as like banana clove bubble yes. gum is yes. what I hear. Yes, yes, yes. It, it described as, and so, um, these are also interestingly beers that are famously highly carbonated. So I don't know that like creamy and banana clash for me necessarily, but these are beers that are supposed to be highly carb. So I'm very curious. So, so smell, I got a little bit, I get some clove 
in the in the yeah. smell. For I sure. get a lot of banana. <laughs> I, I, mean, get, I get some banana. I, and, I did close. And, and, and this is, I guess, if you're curious, this is the Vine Stefaner uh, half of ice beer. Yeah. So the uh, all Vine Stefaner. Yep, definitely get like a banana, a little bit of banana on the taste. The carbonation is definitely there to kind of balance that flavor. It, it almost like yeah, the carbonation is so. It's really, really a part of the experience of this beer. So I'm curious. I'm almost a little disappointed to be plunging the syringe in it and ruining it. But like to me, like my my mouth kind of bubbled with carbonation for like several seconds <laughs> after my sip. And that is to me a really pleasant sensation. Holy crap. Now, the, the, these uh, uh, half of Weizen is a wheat beer. That that was weak sauce. That was very weak again. sauce. I, I was I was trying to be careful because watching yours, Ryan's you uh, Ryan's Ryan's foam cap is about like uh, as tall as the Empire State Building. Yes, and yours because with, like with this with this being a wheat beer, there are a lot of proteins that contribute to like foam stability. Yeah. So yeah, like now it's smell. I'd say is about the same. Honestly, didn't that the smell did not change on this uh, one. I feel like it did a little bit. I, I again, I, I, I think I would double down on. Now maybe it's just that I had already sniffed it and I had the banana in my nose still. Maybe yeah. But I get a little bit less banana and a little more like graininess from the wheat malt. But I definitely am still getting mostly banana. Oh, I get it. that flavor is definitely more prominent now. The banana. All of it. I think all the flavor with it since it's been a high carbonation beer, that carbonation. Keeps a lot of flavor at bay. And you right, just got rid of it. Yeah, cause, and cause now it's there I, more. I've had beers that were overcarbonated in the bottle mm-hmm. and they managed to taste like nothing. Yes. It's weird. It's like all you can feel, it's all you get is foam. the sensation of the carbonation in your yes. mouth is so overpowering mm-hmm. that that sensation overrides flavor. There was uh, Rich, our father in law, had a, 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 a beer from somewhere i forgot what it was but they had dogs all over it and they were all over carbonated whether by accident or not we don't know but like you crack one open and it just went yeah. not exploded but like it just like a slow eruption of the stuff right. going over but, top. yeah but you opened it super gently and that would yes. still happen yes. yes so i wonder if doing this technique would actually save a beer like that uh that's interesting. Like if you just use the nitro technique on an overcarbonated beer, but you you did it like a wuss, like I just did, in order to like just knock a little bit of it out quickly, yeah. rather than just like rather than letting it sit for twenty minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. which people say to do. But like, come on, man! I just I cracked this beer open. And I want to drink the beer. Dang it! Yeah, <laughs> I will say, and this might be heresy for anyone that loves a good heavy. I like it better nitro. Because the carbonation I isn't as strong, I, I can so see I get it. a little more flavor out of so it. So I, I still can't do a lot. I of this. don't, but I do like it. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that this really works. So here's here's where my thinking goes. Okay, so far, and we're gonna have a conversation about beer styles that work well with nitro. But yeah, imagine this yeast using some caramel malt, like in the amber ale, because I thought that mm-hmm. that caramel flavor really came forward, and and then maybe a little bit of um, like chocolate malt or something, and tried trying to make sort of like a creamy. Bananas foster sort of a look in a beer. I Using would this be okay yeast, with that. I would like, be very much okay with that. Yeah, and and that's an example where I, I feel the like the banana is it the yeast that kind of brings out that banana? The yeast or? is like completely responsible for okay. the yeah. It's so a, imagine doing like doing your second born with this yeast. Ooh, that's interesting. We're not gonna do it because Haley hates this flavor. Shh, just don't tell her. She hates just it. don't tell yeah. her. <laughs> she just, Haley, if you're listening, you didn't no, hear anything. She is she's extremely sensitive to this flavor. Oh, like, really? Yeah, because I you know, cause so so um So even if you nitro it, 
Well, but used you to get his stuff. You thought that the nitro it was almost yes, more obvious. But with the having the she just the, doesn't the malts, like the, the banana malts, flavor. But the malts and everything could cover that up a little Maybe, bit. Maybe, but I don't know. She in my experience, like okay, you can give her a dark Belgian beer. Mm-hmm. And Belgian beers, so like um half of ice and yeast are all about this banana clove yes. character, right? Belgian yeast have it as part of it, but Belgian yeast are extremely complex. Yes. So I've given her ones where the particular strain like a Westmala Abbey for instance like I don't taste banana at all I yeah. get like I get pear and I get these mm-hmm. spices and like I don't get any banana now what if she you gets it you know you so did? so like she, she 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 gets it and everything and she just doesn't like it she doesn't like banana in smoothies mm-hmm. she finds any <laughs> she just finds it she to doesn't be a, like bananas she finds it to, it's not that she doesn't like bananas but she finds banana to be an extremely overpowering flavor that covers up everything else it's, she doesn't I like feel that. like that's the least flavorful thing in a well especially yeah but, <laughs> right but yeah i don't know that, that's one of those things though it's like if you if you don't like it then you notice it i used to not like mushrooms and i always used to think that like even if you picked mushrooms off a of pizza it, it was ruined forever and uh i know I that's how that's how that's how rich feels about um peppers yeah but now that i like mushrooms I find that this is not that strong a flavor to me. It's a really muted flavor compared to like a pepper or something. Yeah, no, I, I guess yeah. I, I guess I, I used to hate bananas myself, but now like I like it, but like I could not point it out there. They're oh dear lord, what is that? Okay, so so now latitude next we'll be doing uh, latitude forty two. This is part of their Mad Brewer series. It's a blackberry goza. So we're going to be tackling a fruited Ooh. sour beer. And Ooh. Haley, I'm I'm sorry, I I bought this for you. Coming home from a trip, and you left it in the fridge for too long. She drank the other ones. It's like a spoiler alert after like a couple of years. You have your chance. No, no, it's not a couple of years. It's not a couple of <laughs> well, years. I know because that would be gross. Yes, but like it's yeah. You've had your chance, and I'm sorry. I thought we had a Flanders Red in the fridge, and we didn't, so we're doing this instead. But actually, it's interesting because I'm curious yeah, I like about the color of that. You know, like I, yeah. This this is a really interesting beer. So like Goza for anyone that doesn't know, it's it's a sour style. But also commonly has sea salt added to it, just a little bit of sea salt. Yeah, a little bit of fruitiness usually too. Um, And then no head here. It's a good candidate for fruiting, but normally you fruit it with something that, like uh, lime, lime, lemon lime, or like something that would go with salt. Blackberry is an interesting look, and this was an interesting. I've had blackberry sours. I've had gozas. Mm -hmm. I've never quite had anything like this. It's so yeah. I would. I do smell blueberry a little bit. It pours almost like uh, like I've heard. Uh, like Vienna lager, you yes. know, it's called liquid amber. Yes. That's what this looks like. It doesn't taste like a Vienna lager though. <laughs> now, Ryan, ah. Ryan for the record is not a fan of sour beers. Not this one for sure. <laughs> you don't like it? Okay. All right. Whew. So what, what, what flavors are you getting? Sour? Is that a flavor? <laughs> <laughs> it is a flavor. It's, it's one of the it's, five it, fundamental flavors. It is on my tongue. Um, so I, get a little, I get a little bit of blueberry and a little bit of salt, but like it's just like a, a, a hit you in the face. It's a, like it's a pretty warhead. tart beer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's hit you in the I, face. I wouldn't warhead. call it quite that bad. I, I've definitely had so I, I as a fan of sours, I like this beer. Um, I, I like this beer quite a bit. Holy foam, Batman! Yeah, that that's a decent amount of foam. So I'm curious about this because I feel like I don't know that blueberry is really the right look, but like. Imagine something like peach cobbler, where like I I envision that as having 
a fairly creamy flavor to it. Yeah. Or apple pie or something like that. Um, so, you know, or like imagine any any sort of fruit dessert you would put whipped cream on. Yeah. Um, and then to me, like, okay, what if you fruited, you know, what if it was like a cherry pie sort of look? Maybe tart cherry, sour, and then you nitro it to make it like cherry pie with whipped cream on it. You know, what would that look like? So I'm curious to see what this is like. Yeah. I will say. It smells about the same. This, it's like, I can still smell the blueberry. Yeah. But it's not to like. To me, it almost concentrated the blueberry yeah. smell. Let's see if I can get beer over this foam here. Huh. Interesting. It's not as intense. To, oh, you, you think it mellowed it I think, out? I think the it sour mellowed it out, out a little bit, yeah. Interesting. So for Granted, me... Mine is still mostly foam, but like for, I, I've got some beer in there. For me, as someone who likes sours, it tastes almost the same. Like I don't really... I don't get a lot of difference. And that, again, is interesting because... Certain sour styles like um, like Flanders Red or Ode Brune, mm-hmm. like more classic historical styles, mm-hmm. aren't necessarily known for being like really highly carbonated. Yeah. Um, and so maybe just with the sour, you don't need it because it provides that bit of spikiness. To use that word again, that's yeah. like my word of the day, but like maybe, maybe carbonation plus sourness because carbonation does, in fact, lower the pH, so it makes yeah. it more acidic. Yeah. Maybe this is like kind of a balancing thing, where like because like I, I I the flavor I I taste the sea salt, I taste the blueberry, I taste sour. That sour is just turned down a couple of ticks. Yeah. On the so volume. you like it better? I like this way better, actually. Way better. Okay. Like, would you say that you like it? Yes. I could honestly say. You could drink this. Okay. I can drink this. So maybe, yeah, maybe if you go to a place like Jolly Pumpkin that specializes in sours, what you need to do is bring with you a, a syringe, syringe yeah. to just pop into their beers and <laughs> take a little, take a little bit out. Taste yeah. test first. Make sure it's, it is okay. And then if yeah. it is too sour, then just blast it. <laughs> no, it's I, not I a bad idea. This, yeah. is, this is actually really good. I, I, I will say that I do think. I don't know that I like it better because, again, I, I like the sensation of a highly carbonated beer. Yeah. I tend to like my beers on the higher end of carbonation almost always for any given style mm-hmm. most of the time. But yeah. unless I'm doing nitro, yeah. of course. But like this, I might agree with you that I like it a little better or at least it to me it makes the fruit more prominent. Yes. No, agreed. And it, it definitely brings up that blueberry more. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe that is because it's reducing the sour a little bit because blueberries can be sour mm-hmm. and my favorite blueberries oh, yeah. are sour but like it's also it's a berry. It's it's ultimately still pretty sweet as well. Yeah. No, agreed. 100%. And you said it's not sucking on a lemon. Yeah. Okay. I can still taste a little lemon. Right. To tell you the truth but like it's not super. How many more you got left in there? You got one. one I have one All left. Right, me... So we are going to be we're going to be going back to um, Vine Stefaner and we are going to be trying their Pilsner. And uh, I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I'm assuming I might not finish all of this <laughs> because one, it's a German Pilsner, which is known for being a hoppier style of Pilsner, okay. um, <laughs> a more bitter style of Pilsner. Okay. Two. I just a very so we've done malty, hoppy, yeast forward. Yeah, I'm not gonna give us a ton. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then sour. So it, it only makes sense to do a a fairly simple beer. This was the simplest beer I had in the fridge. So this is the simplest beer you had. Yeah, I don't have any like uh, light beer in the fridge right now. Okay, but uh, smells like a lager. I mean, 
Yeah. Don't, nothing too crazy about it. Yeah, it smells like a lager, looks like a lager. Tastes like a lager. It definitely has like a bite, but I actually think that's more of just a lager yeast bite more than it is. It's probably partially the, the bitterness. So yeah, now let's do it. What happens if you take a very simple beer? Because this, in, in essence, is kind of what we did with our blonde. However, we didn't use a lager yeast, and I am concerned about how that lager character mm-hmm. will mix with flatness. Because normally, I like my lagers carbonated as all heck. Oh, yeah. You know, Budweiser or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because you're, you're looking for simple and refreshing. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like flat and luscious, which is kind of what I get from nitro, is not <laughs> going to work here. Whereas, like, with the Blondale, we used the Guinness yeast to get yeah. something with a bit more um, character to maybe lend a fruitiness and lend a bit more of a sense of depth. We also used a little bit of biscuit malt. This, presumably, is going to be simpler than that. You just made a cream ale. You think? Yeah. Like, it's got a creaminess to it. Yeah, but cream ales, cream ales don't necessarily have a creaminess though right they're just made with it's made with corn they're called cream ales because they taste like a cream ale i it's creamy i disagree but every cream ale i've had tastes a little bit of that creaminess but not like you're this right. is a little more i'm not like, gonna lie this is not i mean it kind of sort of tastes like i just forgot about a beer and came back to it an hour later yeah but it also it's not it's not as bad as I thought it would be. It's actually no. pretty decent. It's actually no. Yeah, I don't know that bad. I would ever go out to make something like this, but it's it's all right. Yeah. It's fine. And I don't really, uh, with this being a simple beer, I don't sense a lot of change other than just, well, I'll, I'll actually say that sort of bite, which is probably partly due to the hops. Again, I think mm-hmm. it's partly due to just like using lager yeast. I sometimes get kind of a lager bite. People will kind of describe that. I get less bite. Yeah. For better or worse. I kind of like it. And that's personally. why I think it's more of a cream ale. I kind of like, like it personally. I, I, I currently have a lager and a cream on tap. And like comparing the two, like the lager, the rice lager isn't super strong in your face or anything else like yeah. that. But like the the cream ale, I mean, it, it's, it tastes almost, I, I would say this is it with a little bit of a different flavor profile. But like the feel of it is, is this. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily. I I get enough lager character in this that because I I just that's very, why yeah that's I what I'm saying. Recently like. tried your cream ale and I do think yours is is a very good example of the style. It has a it's it's, it's a very yummy beer. I mm-hmm. have more than one, but um, <laughs> there, there's an essential cream ale ness that this doesn't have. Yeah. and I even uh, I even said while we were there, I compared it to Dragon Meats Lancelot cream ale, and mm-hmm. I was like. I don't know what it is, but cream ales have a thing that this has and Lancelot's has. And it's like, whatever Lancelot's has, your beer has that Mm -hmm. quality and it's very good and I like it. This doesn't have that. So I don't know that I would call it a cream ale, but it is. No, it's 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 not creaminess to it, which is what I would say. And I think it comes down to the different flavor profiles that you're using as well. So like with my cream ale, it's, it's. You're using two row for the, your bulk. You're using a little bit of, like a pound of flake maize for three gallon batch. So probably a little more for a five gallon batch. And then I'm using very basic hops as well. So it's cluster, golding, and fugle. Um, so I think I think with this beer you get a little more of the bite that a lager still ha- has. You're still getting that, yeah, but, but it's it still is mellowed quite a mellowed. bit. Mellowed, yeah. yeah. 
Like it's yeah. not as intense. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. And I, I would say maybe as we're sort of transitioning into our kind of wrap up phase, mellow. I think mellow is the word that nitro does. Yeah, and that's one of the best things about Guinness. That's like when 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 we say, um, you know, like people assume Guinness is really intense. It's not, In fact, it's, it's very mellow. They're like that. That is it. It's like I think the nitro is a big part of that. The fact that it's like. You know, like less than four and a half ABV mm-hmm. is also. Part now, if you had a regular stout, so like an oatmeal stout or something like that, yes, that's going to hit you. That's going to fill right. you. That's going to do everything. But, but I Guinness do wonder, is not going to do that. I, I do wonder though, okay, that's an interesting question. So take a 10% stout, like a Russian Imperial or something with really intense flavor, and nitro that, it probably still mellows the flavor out a bit though, right? Do you have one by chance? Uh, I, I have a, a room temperature Larry's uh, Larry's last from Bell's. I don't want to. Uh, I don't think we want to do it. I don't at room know if temp. we want to do warm. We don't want temp. to do it. At That's room a temp. true Guinness right there for the record. Do it at room temp. That would no. be that'd be a heck of a <laughs> that'd be a heck of a comparison to like uh, yeah I should have thought actually here check my fridge do do I have any Larry's last in there? Let's see. No. All right. Well, you got to dream no more. Belgium strong ale. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if you don't see Larry Bell down there, then <laughs> it's not in there. Yeah. I thought I moved another one into the fridge, but that's too bad. But yeah, I I I think it's fair to say that it would. It and I think, I think it would mellow it. I think the sense of creaminess does that, mm-hmm. and I think also that creaminess seems to accentuate flavors that pair well with creaminess. So like. We talked about caramel becoming more apparent. We talked yeah. about banana possibly becoming more apparent. We talked about blackberry becoming more apparent against the background of sourness. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's just something. It's like assume mellow, creamy, mm-hmm. um, and then like kind of go with what flavors are going to match that. Now, a question for you. And this is this is me just not knowing. You probably know it because you do it. So when you do a, a Guinness style like what you did with the, the second born um did when you brew it to get and you get the abv of five or four and a half ish whatever you're at yeah, right ours now, is a 4.3 4.3 is the abv affected by nitronizing it compared no, to carbonizing no, okay i didn't know if that would bring it down a little bit or maybe no like i don't know i didn't know if that was a th- I, that was a thing no, it's it's not because like I mean, ultimately the liquid you're consuming is still liquid. The ABV is going to stay the same in there. Okay. The only thing that might change is just you know whatever. If the foam cap's bigger, you might get a slightly smaller pour, which yeah. is going to affect how much yeah, yeah. you're how imbibing. Much you're drinking, yes. Yeah. So that's maybe <laughs> an interesting thing is like you know that there's this whole craft beer versus like uh, light beer thing where it's like. A Bud Light drinker is going to want no foam, mm-hmm. his beer poured up to the top of the pint glass. Yes. Um, whereas, like, a craft beer drinker you want is a little maybe going to want, want a, little a nice bit. foam head, right? And, like, they're going to be like me, and they're going to be a nerd about watching the lacing or whatever, like, <laughs> possibly. But but with a nitro beer, I feel like it's essential. Like yeah. I said, I've, I've said it multiple times now. I think no, if agreed. you don't have any foam, there's no point to doing nitro. Just, like, pour flat beer. I agree that far so we are like an hour hour and 15 hour and a half into this since we started recording so about an hour we'll say the pepsi nitro still has a little bit of head on top not much yeah they're probably like five millimeters or something 
sure, we'll go with five mm. millimeters. <laughs> but five it's, it's like when you pour, like you said, when you pour a regular soda, it goes away. It's, it's flat. It's flat on top. There's no head on top. Yeah. But this is still holding. It still has a very a reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it's interesting. It is really very interesting. So yeah. what, what, okay. Let's brainstorm here. Okay. You, you've talked about in the past having Neapolitan stout on yes. nitro. Mm-hmm. And that just makes so much sense because it's based on an ice cream. Yes. Cream is literally part of the name, mm-hmm. right? Like, of course that would work amazingly. I've also had a strawberry Blondale on nitro mm-hmm. that was excellent for the same reasons where it was like, it, it, it was like this strawberry ice cream, strawberry shortcake sort of quality. Yeah. What other things can you think of? What other styles that you think would lend themselves or just like ideas for a beer that you could serve on nitro that would lean into that? The, the the sense of like creaminess, the sense of um, smoothness. So I have, I have a couple actually. So we talked about the we did talk about earlier doing a NEPA. I think a NEPA like a, almost like an orange creamsicle would, yeah. would would come about. I mean, it. a lot of people try and formulate like there's this whole milkshake stout thing. Yes. I'll be honest, I've avoided buying one like the plague. I've literally never tried one except for that. The closest thing would be that eggnog IPA oh. we tried that was. Oh. Dump like dumpingly Dump disgusting. It out, yes. Yeah, it was awful. But uh, I could see it working. Yeah, like you, you because because there the, are the hot bitterness seemed to be the thing. We were still getting the fruit quality, but it was the bitterness that really seemed to clash with the creaminess. There, there us, are right. There are styles out there that are IPA milk stouts or something like that. Right, where, like they do put lactose in your IPA. Yeah, I hate it. I haven't had one thing. The eggnog one. Did you try the I eggnog I did not try one? the eggnog Okay, yeah. I, I knew better. Well, we to tried that. to get you and you wouldn't I hate, be I hate eggnog. I think that's way, basically so. how they did it. It was like uh, they, they used lactose mm-hmm. and then. Yeah. So I wonder, like, if. Like, I know that's a thing. I know there's a few people I follow um, in social media that, that I mean, blatantly say lactose in their IPA is just the weirdest thing in the world. Um, but I, I think this would be a kind of a step down <laughs> where. You are still getting that creaminess in IPA without getting like too much. <coughs> well, or if you're using lactose and you're mm-hmm. trying to go for milkshake, mm-hmm. go nitro. Yeah. Maybe it would accentuate it. Like I said, yeah. the left hand's nitro milk stout um, is one of the few examples of lactose. I said the only, but you are right that shortened stout's very good. Also, vanilla Java Porter by Atwater Brewery is really yes. good. That has lactose in it. Yep. So I think it mixes well with like coffee and chocolate flavors. Yeah, so you have to have the right flavors. Uh, I'm sure I've had stouts that I didn't know had lactose in it, mm-hmm. but like for lighter beers, generally I don't like it. No, I had I a female once with lactose in it because they were trying to lean into the cream. Cream thing. too much, yeah. And oh, it was awful. Now going but, with, I want to I want to switch it to home brewing a little bit. So. Beers that I make that I would like to see nitro. We talked about this doing short and stout. Okay. I, I just want to lean in on that a little bit though. Okay. So like Earl Grey tea and English breakfast tea are often served with, with cream, cream and sugar, yes. right? So yeah, I, I think it could really work. Yes. Another because one, like it would basically just be like adding a touch of cream yes, to your, exactly, your tea. Like exactly. I think that would be We're beautiful. doing that this year. I'm going to give doing you some it. of yeah, mine we're doing it. before I carbonate it. 
I'm going to ha- give you like a gallon or two of it and you're going to do your Yeah, your we'll, magic. we'll we'll make sure the the nitro space is free mm-hmm. and we'll we'll get it on and we'll have it on tap for Hobbit Day. Yes. It'll be great. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um we'll drink all of it. All, all of it. I mean, we <laughs> usually do, but yeah. But um the other ones I, I I probably do would be the dude. I think the dude would be very good um nitro nice as well. Right, so, yeah, coffee blonde ale. Yeah, coffee blonde ale was, yep. Yeah, I think that would work I think that would perfectly. be great. Um, um, well, actually, you say that, but like uh, the dude has a little bit of toasted coconut in it, right? A little bit, yeah. So coconut cream, again, yeah. another classic yeah. flavor combination. I, I think yep. that really pairs well. And it's got the white chocolate, which is yeah. obviously goes with uh, creaminess as well. Other ones that I do, like I think the cucumber um, colch is out, I think. Oh, yeah. Gross. I haven't, I have not, I'm going to try it this year, but I'm doing a chai, a spice chai latte. That style. would definitely That would be work. great. Because again, it's the latte. It'll, it'll put the latte in chai yes. latte. Yeah. Now the other, the one that I think I'd be willing to try, but I don't think it's going to work out would be the Goron Spice, which is my peppered ale. Interesting. Creamy peppers. Creamy pepper. I don't know how I feel I don't, about I don't, but it's got the biscuit malt in it, so it might work That's with it. That's true, yeah, because it is a very malty beer. Like, yeah. you, you balance you just it get, really You just get a little bit of spice at the end. Yeah. It could It could be good. It could be bad. Maybe we should try the syringe trick on it. I might. I've actually, when when uh, this episode comes out, I'm probably going to be on TikTok a lot, just like pulling all the beers that I have. I'm like, what does this taste like? Nitronized. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Yeah, maybe you can start something. Start the trend. Yeah, you can start it happening. There you um, go. So another one I've always wanted yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say, what are your home brews that you want to do? So I don't know how many we have already done that I would like to see nitrogenized, to be honest. Like, I, I think the, the second born to me is way better on nitro mm-hmm. than, it, than it is not. What about... Your um oh you have I, I thought sec uh, firstborn was pretty good. Firstborn was pretty good, yeah. It was surprisingly good. What's, um what's the grapefruit diet? The grapefruit diet I think might work. Oh yeah, that's like a grapefruit cream ale. That yeah. would be interesting. That would be a good one, I think. Now the yeah, like the little tartness, the tart brightness from the grapefruit to mm-hmm. me would like clash a little bit with the It could mellow it out. To me, like tart bright flavors pair or at least they lean into like carb the same sort of acidity as carbonation mm-hmm. so i would think i would want that one nice and spritzy but it'd be yeah. interesting to try it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't hurt to try no. the nitro i'm about to say with the, having uh, these syringes the i got this when we did a seminar that, stuff with the, uh Myth the, that'll too. be the next beer we brew most likely no. one thing i've always wanted to try so we've now made a we made a nitro blonde which was decent mm-hmm. we need to refine the recipe a little bit a stout which was great um i would like to make a sort of amber ale style beer, but really lean into s'more flavors, basically. So like lean into chocolate hard. And then there are a couple of, um, we we, we use uh, Mecca Great Estate malts for, that's where we get our Vienna and our Munich malt from. Mm -hmm. And their Munich malt, they say, and I agree, tastes like, they call it like liquid graham cracker. And then they also have these like, um, these like, Basically, really highly kilned base malts. There's like one that's 22L and 44L or whatever, and they call okay. it like Opal 22 and Opal 44. And they are described as being like one of them is like, uh, well, I think at least one of the two is like Graham Cocoa. Okay. But, you know, but it's like, so I basically I want to take specialty malts that'll give the impression of Graham Cracker and chocolate. And then I want to nitrogenize it to be like basically Creamy, represent nice. the marshmallow. marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. And just see whether we could make one that just tastes like a s'more without 
It would be uh, you could add to it. Right? I was say without doing you the, could add the cocoa, extra ingredients. You could add uh, whatever else, like you know, maybe you could add some lactose to give the marshmallow sensation. But I would just love to see how close we could get with none of that. Yeah. Just like go for can we make liquid marshmallow that is a four, or liquid s'more that is a four ingredient? Beer? Yeah, I think that would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a great way, to, a great experiment to try to yeah. figure out. I, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. I think it could be good. Well, I think we. I think we. I think we're just about done. I think, I think we've explored I think, this I think we explored, pretty darn thoroughly. <laughs> I mean, we could pull more beers out and try and see what they do, but I feel like we'd but be here all day. you got to get home at some point. <laughs> I do. I do have to go home. And I'm trying to count my beers. So I'm trying to lose a little LBs here. And yeah. I'm getting close to my account. And it's probably good that the season's almost <laughs> done then, right? Yes. <laughs> well, okay. So with that in mind, if you would like to uh, find us to comment about this or other episodes of our podcast, you can find us at Bruthers in Law on Twitter. That's all one word. Or uh, Bruthersinlaw.com, where you'll find more information about our episodes. Mm-hmm. Ryan, where else can people find you online? So I'm on TikTok, um, probably mainly now at this point, um, which is seems weird, but it Look is at me. You young I know, I know. I'm so, so, so hot right now. The hot thing. So hot right now. Um, so I'm out there at Wise Old Owls Brew, um, and I do a lot of. Beer, my beer related things or just beer and general related things fun videos funny videos stuff like that um me chugging beers which is hard sometimes Increasingly. I'm, not, I'm not quite as in shape as <laughs> i used to be you're not in, yes. in shape yes that that's how yeah talking about losing lbs i'm, yeah. I'm not in shape for chugging anymore <laughs> no I'm not so i'm also on twitter at rambo coon that's r-a-m-b-o-k-u-h-n and also wise old owls brew as well there so and we only have one episode left after this. This is this is this is the second to the last episode. Oh boy! I know. And then season three. Season flew by. I know. It's so weird. I, I, it, it honestly, like, I, it seems like it was only really a few days ago we did the beach beers. I know. Yeah. Right. But but it was. But it obviously wasn't because it's been so. <laughs> it's not cold. even the same year. It's not even the same year so, or the same weather. Speaking of which, you know, Ryan and I peek behind the curtain. We'll be. Hanging out for a little while longer after we record this, and we'll be brainstorming ideas about our third season. If you have any good ideas, mm-hmm. if you have stuff you would like to see covered, um, new episode formats you'd like us to try, or just ideas within the episode formats we've already done. If you got a brewery that you want us to try, right. we will do our best to find that brewery and get some beer for us to try and do yeah, some or, research on or, it too. Or a beer style. Yeah, or, or beer style, yeah. Or if you have uh, an ID, like us to test in Myth Brewsters, we would love if you would send us those ideas because, you know, we, first of all, it's hard to come up with podcast ideas all the time. Oh, we got plenty of ideas. Yeah, you're right. We, we probably got at least but two still, more seasons on um, our own. Okay. Well, with that said, we, we, we would love to do ideas that interest the people that listen to the oh, podcast. Yeah. So absolutely let us know. Hit us up. Yes. Um, and and we'll, we, you know, we'll, we'll try and find a way to incorporate those suggestions into our upcoming Absolutely. Season. Yes. Um, but I think, and yeah, so if you have any comments, anything you want to talk about, obviously you can reach us out on Twitter or any of our other social medias. Um, but you can also leave some comments on Apple. You can leave it on Google. You can leave it on YouTube. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there. Um, and you can rate us. Make sure you give us five stars because we know we're this awesome. Uh, <laughs> you can rate us, but only if you give us full marks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Leave a comment on how you feel about the podcast itself. Um, it helps us with algorithms so we get out there more and more. Um, we'll definitely be doing – we do have a collab coming up soon. 
Um, next episode with Turn by Turn. You did not have much left in that one. Um, as Mike pours the last little bit of a beer, he had it. It's a Hefeweizen too, so it's just all like all, it's all, all the, the yeast, all the yeast and everything. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. But um, definitely help us out with algorithms, and we'll definitely be doing more collaborative uh, episodes. Uh, so if you want to do an episode, like you're a group or something, if you're another podcast, definitely let us know as well. Um, but we'll leave it to the last episode, which will come in two weeks. Till then, as we always say, I'm going to say no camera work. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.